one truth. Saturday night for 90 minutes, so much truth. More truth at that Trump rally than maybe a year, maybe a decade, maybe a century of watching the fake news. It was so refreshing, actually, after being lied to by Biden, after being spun by so many, the fake news, of course, to hear some truth and not afraid of being politically correct or politically incorrect. It was great stuff. Got things started with some direct talk about Ashley Babbitt. Remember her? And an out of control dope, a real dope. I watched this guy being interviewed. They wanted to protect him, so they wanted to keep him. He couldn't get on television fast enough. The guy who shot Ashley Babbitt for no reason. This guy couldn't get on television fast enough. He's so proud of himself. Let's see how he could do without the protections that he got. And by the way, if that happened the other way around, They'd be calling, let's bring back the electric chair. That's what they'd be calling for. He's a disgrace the way he shot Ashley. It's totally true. When she was shot unarmed, look, you've seen the footage. There's no justification for this shooting, none. And he's right. Ultimately, the shooter, Lieutenant Byrd, did show up on television for no real apparent reason other than to possibly make money for himself. Very, very strange appearance. Meanwhile, all that truth at the Trump rally and we were being spun, maybe lied to by law enforcement. You heard about the hostage situation on Saturday night in Texas. Uh, A sicko, a a terrorist, took over a synagogue, held three people hostage, including the rabbi. He wanted his terrorist sister released from prison. She's a a wanted terrorist. Now she's uh, in custody. The FBI said that somehow they didn't think this had anything to do with terrorism. Uh, we, we, we do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue uh, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community, uh, but we're continuing to work to find motive and, and we will continue on that path. In terms of the resolution of the incident, uh, the, the hostage taker is deceased. A deceased terrorist, clearly anti-Semitic, just like his sister, who's still in custody, And yet the FBI said it wasn't. Now, later, after this ridiculous statement, and everybody's saying, like, how can you deny this? They put it this out. This is a terrorism-related matter in which the Jewish community was targeted and is being investigated by the Joint Terrorism Task Force. See how they don't want to call it terrorism, terrorism terrorism-related. What is that? Remember Benghazi, anybody? I don't know what it is with Democrats in power, but they don't want to label terrorism terrorism. And the FBI, they're going along with it. Very, very sad. All right, back to the Trump rally. Again, straight talk, blunt talk that America needs to hear. America needs to hear. We have the Afghanistan crisis, the worst and most embarrassing moment in the history of the United States. The most embarrassing moment. True. Just been glossed over. Eh, Happened so four months ago. Nobody seems to care. Democrats have actually, in a weird way, not been held responsible. Joe Biden is allowed to have a press conference and not be asked about this. All right. Now, this to me, though, was the most, I don't know, I had a deja vu moment when I heard President Trump say this. 
And actually, the toughest country to deal with is not China or Russia or any, it's the United States. It's a disgrace. And you notice we don't talk about greatness anymore. We talk about the environment. We talk about COVID, the China virus. We talk about race. We talk about all this. We never talk about greatness anymore. Other countries are talking about their military and their power and their this and their that. We don't talk about greatness anymore as a country. You turn on the news and watch these fakers. They're fakers. You turn on the fake news at night and you watch what they talk about. It's all things that it's just not possible. And a country has to be thinking to the future. It has to be thinking about greatness. And we don't even think about it anymore. Deja vu. To June of 2015, when President Trump announced he was running for president, his uh, initial speech, his campaign kickoff, he said something very, very similar. I was there. And when I heard these words, I'm like, yeah, I think this could really happen. I think he could win. Our country is in serious trouble. We don't have victories anymore. We used to have victories, but we don't have them. When was the last time anybody saw us beating, let's say, China in a trade deal? They kill us. And they're back to killing us. It's wild. That resonated seven years ago. Saturday night resonated all over again. I think it's going to happen all over again. Meanwhile, he's as plugged in as he ever was before. He's got his finger on the pulse of the country. See how angry he gets? Yes, he anger. You've got to listen to me. Listen, listen. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Oh, where the hell am I? Where am I? Oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this. It's a disgrace. Talking about Joe Biden, that crazy, weird, angry speech from last Tuesday. Why is he so angry? He's the president, right? And he's so angry. All right. More from Saturday night. The left is now rationing life-saving therapeutics based on race, discriminating against and denigrating, just denigrating white people to determine who lives and who dies. If you're white, you don't get the vaccine, or if you're white, you don't get therapeutics. It's unbelievable to think this. And nobody wants this. Black people don't want it. White people don't want it. Nobody wants it. And it's happening. It's happening. He cited the Wall Street Journal. There are new guidelines in New York State. When it comes to therapeutics, They're going to take race into consideration. Doesn't matter if you are a wealthy person who came from another country. If you're a poor person who uh, grew up in America and you happen to be white, you're out of luck. The fake news tried to fact check the president. They are wrong once again. And he is right. Now they went crazy about the election. Oh, every time he talks about the election, no matter what, they're going to say it's a lie. Just remember this. These folks themselves haven't actually done the on the ground reporting to look into this. These are the same folks who told us Russia collusion was real. They said impeachment for a phone call was actually a valid thing to do. And they always, always lie about January 6th. And we're supposed to believe them on this. I don't. I don't. I noticed there was no fact checking of President Trump when he said this. 
We're done taking lectures on science from a party that tells us that men are women, women are men, and the babies, this is a fact, the babies can be killed even after birth, right? After birth. They, talk, they used to talk late term. Now they're talking about, just go check out your governor of Virginia, your former governor of Virginia, and it's all just fine with them. Babies can be killed after birth. You remember that? Governor Northrum, he said it out loud. The infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. Blown out of proportion, the idea of taking a life once it's outside the womb. No, you can't blow that out of proportion. You can't. Um, Joe Biden was called out a lot on Saturday night in a way that makes the left very, very uncomfortable. But when Joe Biden talks like this, it makes me uncomfortable. Our priority will be black, Latino, Asian and Native American owned small businesses, women owned businesses. And finally, having equal access to resources needed to reopen and rebuild. This is how you lose a country. It's how you lose an election, but more seriously and sadly, this is how you lose a country. Appealing to just one small set of it. Donald Trump's messaging, if you listen, is for everybody. The Democrats exclude folks who look like this. They're being judged based on their race based on their economic background, white men in particular, bottom of the heap in the Democrats' playbook. All right, wrapping up, more from Saturday. I said if they get elected, our country would become a large-scale version of Venezuela, remember? And I didn't really, you know, I said it and I meant it a little bit. Guess what? It's true. We're becoming a large-scale version of Venezuela. I meant it a little bit. It's okay in political rhetoric to, yes, to exaggerate to even a little bit of hyperbole. Turns out, though, it wasn't hyperbole. We are the new big Venezuela. Crazy high inflation, empty store shelves, a uh, supply chain that is totally, totally screwed up. Now, I thought the speech was great. I think most fair-minded people would say, hmm, at least he's got a, he's got a point here. How did the fake news react? They were horrified. They were literally frightened. Donald Trump's rally last night, Caroline, you were watching this rally and you were horrified. You were posting about it on Twitter. What stood out to you about the rally when it comes to disinformation? Well, you know, he was, uh, Donald Trump was, was more uh, defiant and, and more forward with this, this disinformation about the election, you know, claiming that he hadn't really lost the election um, and, and, really just doubling down on on the lies that have caused so much trouble over the past you know year and a half and I, I, last night i i heard him you know more forcefully put those lies out there than i than i've heard since january 6 and i think it's it's scary and i think we should be paying attention um as you know as a sign of things to come now, I do think she thinks Trump is scary, but I also think she thinks her toaster is scary, okay? The fake news, they're very, very sensitive. They find just about everything very, very worrisome. I noticed she was also asked a specific question about misinformation, and she just said, well, it was scary. It was scary. 
Get used to it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And we should be very, very optimistic. Now, one thing he mentioned that uh, wasn't inspiring, but it needs to be addressed. Um, Afghanistan, we have forgotten those who were wounded. There are many people who have grievous injuries from that attack on our troops. What happened to them? Where are they? Why don't we know more? There's another one the press never talks about. Do you hear them ever talking about what happened? Not only the 13 soldiers, but the 28 great soldiers that were absolutely so badly wounded with legs and arms. He's right. And all week long, we're going to be taking a look at what happened to those Marines and soldiers who were wounded, who are still alive. Where are they? How are they being treated? And what do they know? And what do they want to say? Okay, stay with us. You notice all of the food icons, the legendary food icons that happen to be black have been canceled. Did you notice the ones that happen to be white are alive and well? And on all the foods you love, something is rotten here. Be right back. Is, is that, that the, the fake news just doesn't, doesn't get, get it, it do they? <laughs> and the fake news, when it comes to crime, they don't care about all crime equally. They care about the race of the victim. They care about the race of the perpetrator. They care about who's in power, who might look good, who might look bad from a certain crime. All that really comes into play with uh, this character who shot a 19-year-old girl at a Burger King uh, in Upper Manhattan. She was shot and killed for $100. Uh, her name was Crystal. She was working a late shift, had only been an employee for three weeks, really wanted to get off the night shift, and the manager was going to arrange that. Well, they caught the guy they think is uh, responsible. His name is Winston Glynn. Now, here he is uh, being escorted from po the police station to a police car, going to take him over to Rikers Island. Um, I have a feeling he watches a lot of fake news because he believes in this moment he deserves money. Slavery reparations. I wonder where he could have gotten a crazy idea like that. Where's our reparations? Well, some of that was gibberish, but you may have heard him say, where are the reparations for 400 years of slavery? Uh, yeah, he might be a fake news consumer, or this stuff has just been in the air, thanks to Democrats and their allies in the fake news. I support H.R. 40, which is the bill that has been proposed in Congress to establish a commission to look at reparations. It's $500 billion, 200 to $500 billion payment of a debt that is owed. That is what reparations is. I believe it's time to start the national, full-blown conversation about reparations in this country. Germany paid reparations, mm -hmm. and they went through that process. Mm -hmm. Until America tells the truth about mm -hmm. itself, we are not going to heal. He supported a study of reparations, which I believe is what's being discussed. 
Okay, so uh, when you start a national conversation about something ridiculous like reparations for (laughs) slavery, you get guys like this listening and who knows what effect that has in their brain. I hear all about, oh, any concern about the election of 2020. Oh, you're an insurrectionist. They should think more carefully about their words on the far left. The far left, as you know, has uh, canceled so many people, so many icons, so many legendary food icons. This is interesting. Uh, I had a moment over the weekend. I was actually offered pancakes. I was staying with some friends, and uh, the pancakes were from Aunt Jemima, but it's no longer Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima, of course, was canceled. It is now the Pearl Milling Company. Okay, so long, Aunt Jemima. Same goes for cream of wheat. I used to really like this guy as a kid. Uh, We didn't look at our phones back then, and we didn't really have TVs uh, during the morning in the kitchen. We just stared at the cereal box. He's gone, uh, replaced by uh, literally wheat, a vegetable, kind of. Uncle Ben, of course, he's gone. Uncle Ben uh, seemed like a really distinguished, interesting man. I remember thinking these things when I was a kid. He's gone in favor of... uh, Well, nothing. Uh, Ben's original. Uh, How about that Indian who was on the butter? Never really understood her role in the whole thing, but uh, she's gone. And they used to have this uh, ice cream. Yeah, there. see, she's gone. Eskimo pies. Everybody loved these things. Who knew Eskimo was so offensive, but you can't say that anymore. Uh, He's out of there. Now we just call it Eddie's. And the Chiquita Banana Woman. We can't have anybody thinking that. She, I, I have no problem with her, but some people did. So we got a her off the label, and now it just says Chiquita. That's it. So I noticed something. They canceled everybody, all of the people of color who were food icons, and they kept all the white ones. Literally, all of the people of color are gone. Shall we go through it? KFC, the colonel, he is alive and well. The Burger King still exists. Uh, There he is. Wendy's, that's a little girl. Yep, she's there. The Quaker Oats guy happens to be white, happens to be still in business. Chef Boy RD, Ravioli, he's there. Keebler, Ernie Keebler, the little guy on the cookie, he's there. How about Brawny? Long time ago, they took half of his face out of the picture, but you can see he's a white man. Did you know Morton Salt? Yes, white woman, no problem. I, by the way, have no problem with this. I want all food icons to be utilized. Newman, Paul Newman is still on his salad dressing. Good for him. He started the company. May he rest in peace. Orville Redenbacher is still there. Sunmade Raisin Lady is still there, I think. Yes, she is. Little Debbie, thank goodness they're not getting rid of her or her cakes. Gerber Baby is still there. You notice anything? They got rid of the black ones. They're keeping the white ones. Uncle Sam. You can't mess with Uncle Sam, although I don't see him uh, very much these days. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean is uh, out there, but uh, let's face it, his ethnicity and a lot about Mr. Clean is a little bit uh, ambiguous. Did you know Pringles had a mascot? Julius Pringle, and obviously he's a white guy. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. 
I could go on, and I will, just a little bit longer. Mama Celeste, pizza for one. They still make that, although they got rid of mama. They don't call her mama anymore. Somebody thought that was anti-Italian, so they got rid of that. But she's still there. <laughs> I got a few more of these things, okay? Captain Crunch is still in the picture. White Captain. Nothing wrong with that. Snap, crackle, and pop from Rice Krispies. They're still around. Fruity Pebbles, Barney Rubble, and Fred Flintstone. Those are uh, white people. Lucky Charms. They say I'm supposed to be offended by this. Uh, it's anti-Irish. I never saw it that way. But the Hamburglar and Ronald McDonald. To be fair, I think they got rid of the Hamburglar. A thief? You can't have a thief as a mascot. But Ronald McDonald is still around. Mrs. Butterworth is still around. I believe she's white. It's hard to tell. Um, Bob's Big Boy. They actually gave Bob a girlfriend, and her name is Dolly. Little Caesar's Pizza, which I've never actually tried. I hear it's... I don't hear, I don't know, I don't know about it, but isn't that wild? They got rid of all the black ones. They kept all the white ones. I like Terrence K. Williams. You know this guy? He's very tight with Trump. He's a comedian. He's very funny. He does those videos. You see him on social media all the time. He's always drinking water and saying stuff about crazy uh, politicians. Very funny. Well, he's filling a vacuum. He wants to be a food icon, and I say that's great. Started the company. It's called Cousin Tees. This is not this is not degradation. This is capitalism. This is America. He's a performer and also a very smart guy. I wish him a lot of luck with Cousin Tees. I think they make waffles and pancakes and a whole lot of other stuff. This woke stuff has gone totally crazy. Quick update, Gone with the Wind. You know they issued a warning about Gone with the Wind. Possibly some say the greatest movie ever made. I actually never made my way entirely through it. But if you want to watch it on HBO Max, some professor pops up and gives you a warning about the movie you're going to see. The film represents enslaved black people in accordance with longstanding stereotypes as servants notable for their devotion to their white masters or for their ineptitude. And the film's treatment of this world through a lens of nostalgia denies the horrors of slavery as well as its legacies of racial inequality. Uh, not all stories are supposed to answer every single question or be all things to all people. They're going to suck the art. They're going to kill it if we let them get away with this. By the way, uh, they're not the only ones, HBO. Fox puts a warning. If you see this movie, let's take a look. Yeah, we present this film in its original form. Scenes which depict racism are not endorsed by Fox Classics. You think, Fox? You think? Silly stuff. I wonder what Hattie McDaniel would make of all this. You know, she was a, a great actress in this film, and uh, she won an Oscar, Best Supporting Actress. Here's the moment she won that award. People are busy warning us about her movie now. What a sad thing, but you can't take away her victory. Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science, fellow members of the motion picture industry and honored guests. This is one of the happiest moments of my life. And I want to thank each one of you who had a part in selecting me for one of the awards. For your kindness, it has made me feel very, very humble. And I shall always hold it as a beacon for anything that I may be able to do in the future. I sincerely hope I shall always be a credit to my race and to the motion picture industry. My heart is too full to tell you just how I feel. 
And may I say thank you and God bless you. Absolutely beautiful. They're going to try to delete her and that Oscar and that movie because they told an interesting story about our past. I think they might. <laughs> Look at what they did to all those food icons. Totally crazy. But I think we're going to win. I'm very confident. Joining us shortly, potentially the future governor of Arizona, Kari Lake, former television anchor person and, again, maybe the next governor of Arizona. She was front and center with Donald Trump on Saturday night. Be right back. Fake news. They love to say there's no evidence whatsoever that Donald Trump could have won this election. Well, there is. Um, It deserves to be looked at. Will it ultimately be proven? I don't know. I personally can't prove it. But there is evidence that raises doubts about this election. And it's okay to talk about them. And in addition to the evidence, there is a hell of a lot of circumstantial evidence that shows that this election was very, very weird. The November of 20 election. A little bit from Donald Trump, and then we're going to go into detail about things that you should be looking at. By the way, and we did have tremendous success. You know, did you ever hear some of the little, the little uh, things where they analyze elections? If you win Ohio and Florida, you always win. We won Ohio and Florida. But if you win Ohio and Florida and Iowa, and we won big, all of them, then 100%. If you win a certain number of states having to do with legislatures and state, we won all of them, every one of them. There's like 15 of them, different, different little tests. And we won them all. The only thing we didn't win was the election, you know. But I'll tell you what, if you look at 10 o'clock in the evening on election night, you look at Pennsylvania, you look at all of these different states. And we won those elections. We won them big. And we just and you know what it is? We can't let them get away with it. We just can't. We can't let them get away with it. We got to talk about this stuff. It's okay. It's a free country. Nobody should be censored or canceled or threatened if they want to talk about what really happened in November of 20. And even some of the fake news, they admit, they concede that just on the surface, it doesn't look right or some of it doesn't make sense. Number one, Joe Biden getting 80 million votes. Now, that's more than any presidential candidate ever. Joe Biden, nobody was very keen about him, even in his own party, let's face it. All those votes. Now, take a look at it for yourself. There were no, no one was really going to those events. That's a thing. That actually counts. That matters. There was very, very little enthusiasm. And Joe Biden did spend a lot of time in the basement. This is when I got very suspicious. Uh, The basement was bad enough. He wouldn't come out of the basement for days, even weeks at a time. And the fake news noticed, and they were writing about it. What's he doing down there? Why is he's taking days off, hiding from voters? The Washington Post, what's happening? Where is Joe Biden? And I thought to myself, I mean, this is just, he must know he's going to lose. I mean, why isn't he out there aggressively running? I know COVID, all right? But still, there were ways for him to safely travel. Did he know something? Was this somehow going to be determined not by traditional campaigning? Did he have something up his sleeve? 
Possibly. Also, uh, the big states that Joe Biden lost, that Trump won, Florida, Iowa, Ohio. It was 62 years ago, Richard Nixon, he's the last guy to win those states yet lose the general election. It is very, very rare. What happened in 20 is beyond extraordinary, it's weird. Also, Joe Biden gets all those votes, 80 million, but everybody else loses. Congressional Democrats lose. So many Democrat losses. They were all over the place. And this, they can't hide from. This, they acknowledged. And we need to never use the word socialist or socialism ever again. Because while people think it doesn't matter, it does matter. And we lost good members because of that. And my background, I know you all know it, coming from CIA, the first thing you do is always do an after action. And you dig into everything you did right and everything you did wrong. And if we are classifying Tuesday as a success from a congressional standpoint, we will get it was a bloodbath, all right, after the election. It was a bloodbath for Democrats. Yeah, Joe Biden, 80 million votes at the top of the ticket. Uh, fake news, they were stumped as well. I mean, this, is, this was really, really bad down ticket. It doesn't work that way. They won big, but it was overall a mixed result. Democrats lost 13 seats in the House. After what we saw just happen in the House of Representatives, where a lot of the Democrats lost seats. When Joe Biden was on the ballot, Democrats lost almost a dozen seats nationwide in the House, didn't win majorities in about a dozen state legislative chambers that they were really targeting. The fact that Democrats lost seats in the House, didn't do as well as they expected to do in the Senate. That's because, what, 10 or 12 uh, incumbent Democrats lost to Republicans in the House of Representatives. Yeah, 13. Uh, That's a significant number. So Joe Biden had no coattails, no coattails. 80 million votes, the more more votes than anybody in history, zero coattails. That makes no sense. One other thing that's crazy, you know, uh, it's easy to forget, but Donald Trump had primary opposition. One guy ran against him, the former governor of uh, Massachusetts, got absolutely no traction. All right. I mean, he was overwhelmed by Donald Trump. When an incumbent president goes down after one term, they face usually a serious primary challenge. It's happened before. George H.W. Bush. Yeah, Trump dominated. But look at guys who lost after one term. George H.W. Bush. He had to deal with Pat Buchanan, the conservative commentator, Nixon's speechwriter. He gave him a real run for his money in 1992. It's one of the reasons why H.W. Bush lost. Jimmy Carter. After one term, he had to put up with Ted Kennedy. Oh, boy. Yeah. His own party ran against him. Won a couple of states. That wounded Jimmy Carter uh, in his battle, ultimately against uh, Ronald Reagan. This makes a difference. Donald Trump had no real primary opposition, and uh, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. One more thing from Saturday night. Trump, in addition to all the serious stuff, the important stuff, he was funny. And I was also going to come in without the hat, but I said, it's windy as hell here, and I don't want to screw up any visions of my wonderful hair. It's windy. 
They said, sir, if you want to have a lot of hair blown all over the place, don't wear your hat. I said, give me a hat, please. And by the way, I have teleprompters that are moving all over the hell of them. And it seems the thing they like the best is when we just get off those damn things and talk right straight from the heart. You ever read a teleprompter where it's waving like you're on a ship and you're starting to get seasick as you talk? Good job of tying up those teleprompters, fella. Unhinged Democrats, big tech, and working with the fake news media, all working together to defeat Republicans and your favorite president, me. Great stuff. Do you miss it? I miss it sometimes. Uh, Although, hey, he's back. He never really went away. Stay with us. Carrie Lake, who is with Trump on Saturday night. She's running for governor in Arizona. She's next. Our horrible and unnecessary loss in Afghanistan. The fake news wants us to forget. Joe Biden, I think, has already forgotten. So much of this, of course, is his responsibility. If Donald Trump becomes president, he will never forget, and he hasn't forgotten. Listen to this from Saturday night. We have the Afghanistan crisis, the worst and most embarrassing moment in the history of the United States. The most embarrassing moment. Embarrassing, tragic. Look at these men and women killed needlessly, including on this list, we have Jared Schmitz, lower right. Jared Schmitz was a 20-year-old Lance Corporal from Wentzville, Missouri, Um, He was posthumously awarded the Purple Heart. The attack occurred just days before the planned total withdrawal of U.S. troops. We are joined right now by the father of Jared Schmitz, uh, Mark Schmitz. Welcome, sir, uh, to Newsmax. Uh, We're so sorry for your loss. How are you doing? Every day uh, you hope it gets better. It just gets different. It just gets different. Uh, Yep. Look. There's a word going around that uh, some of the families who lost loved ones, we're hearing and you might be hearing and others are hearing that there's more to this story than we've been told. I know at least one family who is concerned that their their son may not have uh, died in an explosion, but may have been shot. We're hearing that the Pentagon uh, has more information can you clarify is, is what's happening here? Have you heard similar reports? The Department of Defense is sending out people to each of our houses this week. Uh, first one started yesterday, to my knowledge. Um, we did get confirmation um, from that father that the they're claiming that the um, bomb consisted of bear, ball bearings. Um, which of course are round and I suppose could cause uh, penetration wounds similar to that of bullets. But there is other evidence. We've seen photographs. Uh, one of the mothers is in possession of a 
a knife that has a hole directly through it. There is a journal uh, with a, what appears to be a bullet hole, and I believe they were all measured at five, five, six, uh, five, 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 six, two rounds or five, five, six rounds. Pardon me. Um, that being said, in my understanding, I'm, I'm certainly no expert in, in ballistics, but those come from American military weaponry. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of questions out there and we don't have a lot of faith in our, in our government and military right now on getting truth, uh, truthful answers. And that's what's most disturbing. I mean, the, the visit these guys should be doing this week should provide closure for us as parents, uh, hearing what investigation uh, results were from, from what they've conducted over the last uh, several months. But unfortunately, I don't know, there's really going to be closure because then you start to wonder, am I being told the truth? And I don't hold a lot of faith in that right now. That's a tough one, a real tough one, Mr. Schmitz. Um, if you can, tell us a little bit about your son, please. He was a, a wonderful man, um, young man. He uh, was due to turn 21 coming up on February 25th, so not too far away. But uh, he loved his blues. Um, he loved his fellow man. He he led his entire life helping people. And when he said he wanted to be a Marine, that was a perfect fit because he could do that on a much grander scale. Um, since his uh, since he enlisted and was given that opportunity, he wasn't scared. He was he was excited. Um, and I, and I admire him for that. I, I sincerely look up to him. Yeah. I, I don't think I could hold a candle to that kid uh, from what he's accomplished in the short adult years he had. Um, well, well, something tells me, sir, he might be real proud of you. I don't know. Uh, well, we're trying to carry on his legacy now. My, my wife and I, about a, a week and a half after he was killed, um, started a nonprofit um, that we want to turn around and help our vets and their families. We see too many of them uh, committing suicide, too many of them being homeless, too many of them can't acclimate to civilian life after their service. And something has to be changed. And if clearly if our government's not going to help, then we as civilians need to step up and do what we can do to help. So uh, our nonprofit should be wrapped up here in about a week and a half. And we're excited to, to see what we can do and make a difference in these veterans' lives. Mark Schmitz, please come back. Anytime we'd like to know more about that nonprofit when it's up and running and we have that GoFundMe page. There's more information on the uh, on the tabs that you can find online. Mark Schmitz, father of Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz, United States Marine, lost at the age of 20. Uh, thank you, sir, very, very much uh, to be continued. Semper Fi. And we'll be right back. She is incredible. She's been with us from the beginning on the election fraud and everything else, and she's going to be your next governor. And we're going to end Nancy Pelosi, crazy Nancy's crooked political career once and for all. Where is Carrie? Where is Carrie? Carrie, come up here. Come, please. Say Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Is this the greatest president we've ever known? Carrie Lake, uh, Saturday night, Republican candidate for governor at Arizona, former Fox 10 News anchor, very, very popular. Carrie Lake, welcome to Newsmax. Uh, great job the other night. That looked great. Uh, how are you? 
I'm I, I can't even get over it. I'm still kind of excited and loving uh, every moment of it, the memory of it. The crowd was enormous and President Trump was on fire. He was great. Did you get to listen to it all? I watched it uh, in its entirety and it really was something else. And we went over it in detail earlier in the show. All right. A couple things to get to. Number one, do me a favor. A lot of people in Arizona might be watching. Make your case. Why you for governor? Well, why me? Because I, uh, I care about this state. I've lived here for 27 years and I've covered it. And during that time, I've covered the politicians, of course, all the lies that they start to tell and they never live up to their promises. And we've seen this fast forward, especially the last couple of years during COVID. And that's why I walked away from my job in the corrupt media, because what was happening, not only with just the way the media was telling the story, but the way our government officials were shutting us down and trying to destroy our lives. We can't have these people in office anymore. We need an outsider to come in and do what's right for the people of Arizona. And we have a big swamp down here, Greg, and we're really tired of these swamp preachers always pushing for what they want and their cronies want and just leaving the people of Arizona high and dry. We have a wide open border where we have drugs pouring in every day and thousands and thousands of people pouring in. And we're tired of our elected officials doing nothing. Arizonans mm. want a citizen politician, somebody they know and trust to stand up and do the right thing. And we're tired of these spineless people running the show down here. You said something the other night uh, with Donald Trump by your side. I thought it was very intuitive. And I had a similar feeling years ago in 2015 that this would happen. It didn't. But I think you're right. I'd like to play that for everybody and then we'll talk about it. At the end of 2028, when you leave office, second term, the whole country is going to love you. They're going to figure it out. They're just afraid of him because he's bringing back the principles that this country was founded upon. And if our founding fathers were here today, they would be Trump Republicans. Yep. Call me naive. When I heard his message back in 2016, I thought I could conceive of this guy winning 49 states like we've seen in our history. Uh, how did you get that sense? That was something. I mean, or I, did he just say because he was standing there? No, no, no. I think that he won a lot more states than we know last time around. I think he won big. And I, I think people are finally waking up to that fact. He's incredibly popular. Sometimes when I'm on the campaign trail, uh, somebody will say, well, gosh, you know, it, there was divisive in the tweets and all of that. And do people really like him? And I say, are you kidding? Where are you getting your information? It was the corrupt media telling us over and over and over that nobody liked him. And I always have to remind people who are a little hesitant about another term that you got to remember, you've been getting your information from the corrupt media who's been trying to undercut President Trump from day one mm -hmm. when he came down that escalator. And he's incredibly popular. He's beloved here in Arizona. And the left is just trying to make us think that people don't like him when, in fact, they do, because they're trying to make people think that that yeah. election was legit and it was rotten. Well, Carrie Lake, please come back soon. Uh, I'd like to know more about your career uh, and how you made the transition in that moment when you decided we're out of time. But to be continued, again, spectacular uh, performance on Thanks. Saturday night. And everybody's really impressed. Carrie Lake, Republican governor, uh, Republican candidate for governor. See you later. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You bet. Be right back.
You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. See you tomorrow. Stinch is next. Thanks.